Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, it's your host, Kelly. So excited to be here. I feel like I just sounded like Heidi, like, so excited. (laughs) But we got our finale of Love is Blind this past week. And I know there is a reunion coming up on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think, or maybe Friday. I don't know, one of these days this week, which I will also cover next week. Because Love is Blind has become my new obsession. I talked about it last week. I was just on the podcast, So Bad It's Good, with Ryan Bailey. Really suggest you check him out. He has like three hour long podcasts and they're all about pop culture and like Bravo. So if you like that stuff, he's really great. And he has a really nice speaking voice. Like I'm very into his speaking voice. I also want to give a quick shout out to the Smush Room podcast because, sorry if there was like a whistle. Sometimes when I say S's, there's a whistle in my teeth and I've tried it three times and all three times there's been a whistle. So it's going to stick in. It's going to stay there. So sorry if I just like made you deaf for a quick second. But that podcast is awesome. He goes into a lot of celebrity blinds stuff. And I know a lot of you ask me more about celebrity blinds. Um, Unfortunately, right now, I don't have like a ton of time to dive into celebrity blinds and kind of like make cohesive thoughts other than telling you random blinds that pop up that I really like. But he goes through it. He does a really great job. So that one is The Smush Room, and then So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Those two podcasts, highly, highly, highly recommend. And I actually talked about how I got my live podcast on Ryan's podcast. Um, it's a funny story. I am think that I just fake my way into things, <laughs> but it works out, so it's cool. Speaking of live podcasts, you know I have to give the plug. April 25th in Nashville, Zanies, if you want your tickets, There's a link in my bio, Jemmy from The Real World and The Challenge and X on the Peak. She's my co-host for it. It's going to be a really good time. Of course, I'm going to record it and I'm praying that the sound is good. I'm going to do my best for all that and maybe even hire somebody to make sure it sounds good. (laughs) But I am going to jump in with Love is Blind because you guys know I'm obsessed with it. I mean, I can't stop thinking about it. I just, on Friday, I got a little tipsy and I actually DM'd Lauren and... Jessica, neither have responded. (laughs) So I'm trying to get somebody on my podcast to talk about it that was on the show. So we'll see what happens with that. And yeah, let's get into it. And again, I know that this is kind of this is going to be like a little spoilery. So if you haven't finished the series, I would suggest like skipping ahead a little bit if you don't want anything to be ruined. Because I know sometimes with me, I get real bummed when there's a spoiler and I find it out. But I spoiled this season for myself a little bit because I just couldn't, I couldn't wait. There was no choice. So I have to be honest, I never expected to love this show and I am so damn happy that I did give it a shot. So thank you to everyone who slid into my DMs and told me to watch it. And I know that there are a lot of other shows you guys want me to watch. It just takes, it takes a little bit of bullying to get me to watch a show. Or you know what people say? They'll be like, you love it. And I'll be like, you don't know me. Let me watch it. And then I'm like, wow, I really do love it. In my opinion, this is one of the greatest reality shows I've ever seen. It played out so well. And I think everyone was the right kind of like crazy Which I guess you kind of have to be a little nuts to sign up for a show like this. Like, hey, we're going to put you in these like storage units that would be in the show you and Joe would keep you in there. And then you're going to have to talk to people for hours. And then at the end, you're going to get married. 
I, I'm down. I wanted to be on the next season of Love is Blind. So if we can figure this out, let's do it. I know everyone hated Jessica, but I mean, she was great television. I think she was incredible television. I've heard like a lot of different rumors and I the one that I keep seeing is that she actually wanted to leave in Mexico and production was like, no, you can't break up with Mark yet. So I wonder if they had to make it to the wedding before they could break up. Unless you're like... Carlton and Destiny who were definitely going to kill each other if they did not break up. But I think Gigi, Gianna, Giannina, I'm going to call her Gigi, is completely crazy but great television. Amber reminds me of Buck Wild from I think it was Flavor of Love. I'm not I don't think it was Rock of Love. I'm pretty sure it was Flavor fa- <laughs> excuse me, Flavor of Love. But she's like Buck Wild from that show. She could be Buck Wild's daughter. I was really surprised that Barnett and Amber got married. They made it seem like Barnett was super nervous, like during the whole thing. He's like chewing on his lip and you don't know if he's going to say yes or no. But then again, he's probably very afraid of Amber, which I don't blame him. I'd be afraid too. But somehow that asshole grew on me. I'm like, I don't like Barnett. Barnett sucks. And then by the end, I'm like, oh my God, I love Barnett. (laughs) I sound like Jessica. I was like, yeah, I hate him. I think he's trash. Now I'm like, oh, he has a soft side. Oh my God. Which makes sense about my choice in men for the most part. But yeah, I would say that was like the most surprising. Gigi and Damien, I knew they weren't going to get married, but I think they're still together. I think that they're dating still. I don't know if they're married or engaged, but I think they're still together. And I liked her, but she's crazy. I said on the podcast with Ryan that she watched too many episodes of like One Tree Hill or Grey's Anatomy and she wants that big moment. The one you see where Brooke's like, I wanted you to fight for me. And then when Meredith is like, pick me, choose me, love me. But she's not getting married to Lucas Scott or McDreamy. She's getting married to Toby from The Office. Like Damien really freaked me out. Like very like monotone, didn't show a t- I mean, I guess he did show emotion. He cried quite a bit, but there was just something really off about him. <laughs> Damien like freaked me out a little bit. But again, she's not marrying one of those guys. She's marrying Toby from The Office and Toby from The Office is not going to give that to you, Gigi. Then we have Kelly and Kenny and they're both really boring. I kept forgetting that they were there. By the end of the series, I almost felt like Kelly was worse than Jessica. Like, at least Jessica was, like, open about it. She's like, she's like, I don't really like you, Mark. I like Barnett. Hang on, how does Jessica talk? Mark, I like Barnett. <laughs> Whereas Kelly's like, um, men don't know how to make me orgasm. And Kenny's laying there like, I just want to have sex with you. It reminded me of the movie, I'm pretty sure it was Forgetting Sarah Marshall. There's that couple that isn't having sex or they just started to have sex And it's the guy from Parks and Rex and he's like, she's crazy in bed. Like, I don't know. It was very, that's who they kind of reminded me of, even though they weren't having sex. But like Kenny didn't like him, didn't dislike him. He was just kind of a lamp. He was just kind of there, not getting laid. Kelly was like, Kelly though, she was kind of like, he is not good looking enough to be with me. And I'm kind of like, homie, chill out. Like, damn, it's one thing to have confidence. It's another thing to be rude as fuck. But you guys all know that I love Cameron and Lauren more than anything. I love them both so much. I think Cameron's great. I do think he is a bit touchy-feely for me, but I'm not Lauren, so it's fine. Like, if Lauren's cool with it, I'm cool with it. But yeah, he's always, like, touching her, and I'd be like, please, please stop. Please let me have a moment. But Lauren's probably my favorite on the whole show. She dubbed Jessica a Messica, and icon. Lauren is the moment of Netflix that we've all needed. 
Um, I think it's really funny how Netflix was like, I'm, we're going to put out really good shows. And then they're like, we're going to put out really good movies. And now they're like, we're going to put out really good reality TV. Smart thinking Netflix. But yeah, Cameron and Lauren, perfect couple. Overall, I love the show. I'm really excited to see the reunion next week because I think Barnett and Amber are still together. I know that Lauren and Cameron are still together. And I, like I said, I think Gigi and Damien are still together. But the other ones, I'm excited to see them hash it out. I'm excited to see Jessica. I'm excited to see her. What about when she was like sitting by the fire with Barnett and she's like, we're like when she's talking to Mark and she's like, I just think Barnett's really hot and want to have sex with him. And Mark's like, what? And then Mark sleeps on the couch. Mark, I I don't know if Mark was actually like that blind or if he was just putting on a really good show because he knew that if he came off good, people would love him and hate Jessica. There's a part of me that wishes he was a little more confrontational, but it's okay. It's all right. One line that like has stuck in my head and I'm jumping back to Gigi and Damien when she's like, I lost my butterflies. And (laughs) And then she's like, do you, you usually say that I'm the best sex of your life? Do you ever wonder why I've never said that to you? And Damien's just like, um, what? I feel like that is one of the meanest things you can say to anybody. Like, especially like that. Like, do you wonder why I don't think you're the best sex of my life? And he's just like, um, I don't know. (laughs) Gigi, you're not going to get that from Damien. Damien will cry. Damien will love you. But Damien is not going to give you the Meredith McDreamy moments that you want. A lot of people brought up Jessica's voice and how it changes when she talks to guys like LC would do. Not LC on Blind Love is Blind. Other LC. Our LC. Our queen LC. <laughs> queen of Coles. Um, yeah, that was that was really crazy. Imagine like being engaged to someone and finding out that's not their voice. Yeah. That's how she talks. She's like, "Oh my god, no way." <laughs> I've some I read some article it was like she sounds like a sexy baby and I died laughing. Um, really quick, the reason they have those wine glasses, it's so we couldn't see the wine, like, so we couldn't see it going up and down because it's easier to piece segments together when you can't see that. And brilliant, brilliant idea, and every show should do that. I definitely give them a round of applause for the way that they put this show together. Can't wait to see the reunion. I will talk about that next week. I hope you guys like Love is Blind. A few of you said that you watched it because I recommended it so highly, So I really hope you've watched it and you've enjoyed it or you've hated it and still watched it because I was kind of on the fence. I'm like, do I love this show or do I hate this show? Because I usually don't do dating shows. But you know what? Love this show. Hate certain people on the show. Love the show, though. All right. So now we're going to talk about The Hills and then I'll do the rest of the pop culture stuff after. But we're on season two, episode nine. I watch on Amazon Prime. I say that every episode, but I like to let people know. Because I get that asked that a lot. How do I watch The Hills? As far as Laguna Beach, I own the DVDs. I'm sure you can watch it on the MTV app or buy episodes off Amazon. But right now we're on season two, episode nine. And it's called New Year, New Friends. And Lauren's doing a recap. And we find out that Audrina and Lauren are getting close because she can't wait around forever for Heidi to come around. <laughs> Did that sentence make sense? She can't wait forever for Heidi to come around is what I meant to say. Okay. So, I mean, last episode, we were kind of left with Heidi going to the movies and not hanging around for Lauren. So we know Heidi hasn't put in the effort and Lauren's upset about it. 
But Audrina and Lauren are shopping for New Year's Eve dresses. And Audrina asks who's coming. And Lauren says Jill, a.k.a. Jilly Hendrix. So I wrote Natasha, but that's not the girl's name. It's like Natima or something. I'm sorry, not Natasha. I wrote your name wrong. And then Lo. So we find out Lo is back. And I'm excited because I feel like everyone was like, Team LC or Team Kristen. And I was always like Team Lo. Okay, I was Team LC as well. But Lo has always been one of my favorites. Like Lo and Alex H were my two favorite people off Laguna. So I'm going to play an audio clip and um, Lauren's going to talk to Audrina a little bit about the Lo situation. I'm going to change that. She's going to talk to to Audrina about the lowdown. So you've known Lo since high school? And again, from what I've heard, allegedly, Jen was saying that Lowe was like selling stories to tabloids when it wasn't the truth, and it may have been the other way around, allegedly. We also find out they're all getting ready at Lauren's, and Audrina asks what Heidi's doing, and Lauren's kind of like, oh, I don't know, she's going to be with Spencer, I mean, it's New Year's, so that makes sense. And Audrina asks if Spencer will be in the limo with them. And Lauren says he's not allowed in the car. And I mean, at least she's very like consistent with her hatred and she doesn't try and be fake about it. But I mean, sometimes you just got to bend a little bit. And I understand you really, really hate Spencer. He's a sucky person. But try and make your friend's life a little easier, maybe. So the next scene, we're at a softball game, which is a little random. We just end up at a baseball field. And Whitney's up to bat. So Whitney is on a softball team or baseball team. I could not see the size of the ball, so I'm not sure. But it's cute. Lauren and Audrina are like cheering her on. And it reminds me of the episode in Grey's Anatomy where they play baseball. I don't know if you're familiar with Grey's Anatomy. I haven't watched it in like three years, but I think I'm going to have to watch it this week because of Karev. Anyway, back to the, I mean, back to the hills. Whitney makes it to second base after her hit. So she definitely crushes that ball and runs and makes it to second base. Very proud of her. So Whitney comes over and thanks them for coming. And then immediately Whitney, she goes, so what are your plans for New Year's? And Lauren says her and Heidi didn't make plans for New Year's. Then from left field, get it? Get it? Because we're at a baseball field. Um, I guess they were actually, they were talking about plans and like what happens on New Year's, stuff like that. So maybe not super left field, but a little randomly Whitney goes, yeah, last year I kissed like three dudes on New Year's sluttiest moment of my life. Damn, Whitney, I, I want to know slutty Whitney. Is that weird? Is that bad of me? <laughs> I wish I it's like, oh, you're just here to like ask them what their plans are. But I want to get to know what your plans are, Whitney. And then Lauren says she'll kiss whoever is next to her. She's like, I did that two years ago. I just grabbed some random guy and kissed his face. I have done that as well. <laughs> what a way to ring in the new year. Kissing strangers. So Spencer and Heidi are shopping and Heidi and Spencer have dinner plans for New Year's. We find that out and they will hang out at area after. Heidi's like, I definitely want to see Lauren and all of her friends. And then Spencer goes, I'm done hanging out with Lauren, Heidi. And then Heidi quickly says she's excited because she wants to make more of an effort. She's like, I really want to hang out with Lauren. I really want to make more of an effort with her. And then Spencer says he wants to get a house with Heidi. I don't know where he's like, well, what would you say if I uh, if I moved out of the uh, condo and you uh, moved in with me into a house? And Heidi says she can't move out. And then Spencer quickly says, well, it's affecting our relationship. 
basically like, well, you're with Lauren, that's affecting our relationship, and I want to move you into a home. And I was, I have a question. I, I'm always like curious how soon is too soon to move in with someone because I know people who've dated for like five months and then move in with each other, and then I know people who've dated for over a year and still don't live together. I have never been in enough of a serious relationship to have that conversation, but I feel like I'd need a lot more time than a few months. But again, I guess everyone's different. It's just me thinking, just me thinking out loud. The next scene, Lauren and Heidi are at the salon getting their hair did. They are going to area for the countdown. That They're doing a big countdown in area. They want to go there. And that's their that's their main bar. I don't think they go to Lay Do a little bit, but it's mostly area nightclub. And Lauren starts to talk about this guy from Colorado. And Heidi's like, you met a guy last night? And then Lauren, passive aggressive Lauren, says, if you'd have come out, you would have known. Listen, Lauren, she doesn't need to go out with you every time you go out. And honestly, like, you should just tell her and be like, hey, I met a guy last night instead of saying it like that. So she goes on to say that she called him She asked him out and she's picking him up. And he's also not Lauren's type. She's like, yeah, when you see him, he's nothing. He's not my type at all. And Heidi goes, well, maybe that's a good thing. And Lauren quickly says, it's a great thing. Have you met my type? Then our girl Audrina pops up. Still upset she blocked me, but I think think I'm getting a little better with it. I'm not as hurt. But Audrina pops up and Heidi looks very jealous. Um, She's, and that's one thing I forgot to say. In the... Heidi and Spencer moment before this scene, he was saying how like Lauren's with Audrina all the time. So Heidi's not even her best friend. So it doesn't matter if she moves out. And Heidi asks Lauren, what's your New Year's resolution? And Heidi, um, Lauren quickly says, Audrina and I are going to take kickboxing in like a really weird way. Honestly, the way Lauren's speaking is how I spoke when I took Adderall. (laughs) So and there are like a lot of rumors that the cast just always did Adderall rumors. I'm telling you, it's rumors. But like the way Lauren's talking, I'm like, slow down, homegirl. Audrina's quickly like, yeah, it's such a good workout. And then Lauren says they're going to do pizza and champagne at the apartment instead of going out to dinner. And Heidi like quickly stands up. She goes, I have to go to dinner. I'll meet you at area. Next scene, we have Heidi and Spencer going out to dinner because that's what they always do. They're always out at dinner. And I know that's because filming like didn't like them cooking. Like it was hard to get... um audio with cooking so that's why in a lot of reality shows even like teen mom they're always out to dinner because it's just easier for the audio of the show but they sit down and of course Spencer says I don't want to go out I want to take you home right now and and Heidi goes no fucking Spencer that's all I can say Spencer goes why can't we oh right you have another boyfriend named Lauren Conrad and Heidi's very worried about moving which makes sense she knows it'll ruin her friendship with Lauren And again, her and Spencer, I almost said her and Spidey, her and Spencer haven't been together like super long. So if it doesn't work out, it kind of sucks because she's going to ruin a friendship and she'll lose her boyfriend. And Spencer's just kind of like, whatever. And Heidi's trying hard to make Spencer and Lauren happen. Listen, Heidi, it's never going to happen. Please stop trying to make Lauren and (laughs) Spencer happen. I don't know. I I do think that Heidi was very kind of manipulative. I do think that she knew how to play the good girl role and Spencer had no issue being the villain. But I also kind of feel like in the back of her mind or, you know, Spencer whispering in her ear, you're the star, not Lauren. We can take over the show. And Heidi was about that, in my opinion. That's my opinion. So we're at Lauren's apartment. I guess Lauren and Heidi's, but Heidi is obviously at dinner and everyone's taking pictures on their digital cameras. And there's like that little nostalgic, you know, when you were taking a picture on a digital camera and it would go, 
it kept doing that, like, because they're, they're obviously taking photos. Lowe's little digital camera kept being like, beep, beep. And I'm like, oh, my God, I missed that sound. And Lauren's cheers is spending New Year's with people most important to us. See, always throwing that shade. Lowe's excited to go out, and everyone is talking about their New Year's kiss. So Lowe asks about Spencer, and Lauren just says that she has to see for herself. Which, I mean, I get, but she's probably talked so much shit to Lowe about Spencer, so Lowe's already aware she's not supposed to like him. And then, um, so the girls leave, and we're back to Spencer and Heidi, and Spencer keeps saying he doesn't want to go to the club. And it's just a really quick scene. I think they're driving there. Honestly, I was writing the notes. I didn't even look up. It was like a blip scene. Now at the club, you see Lauren talking to a hottie named Derek. And that hottie is Derek Feller, I want to say his last name is. Derek, T-H-E-L-E-R, from Baby Daddy, which was on Freeform. Never watched it, but I know a lot of people who loved it. And Lo is just like watching and smiling, having a great time, as Lauren seems super interested in whatever Derek's talking about. Something about like water skiing with his buddies, something like that. And they're all... Taking more pictures, passing bottles of Grey Goose, passing bottles of champagne. Living the life. That is what I wanted my life to be. Bottle service, private tables, hotties named Derek. So Spencer and Heidi walk in and Lauren points to Spencer and goes to Lowe. She's like, that's Spencer. And Lowe's just nodding her head as she's like sipping on whatever drink she has. And Heidi goes right up to Lowe and gives her a hug. And she goes, my boyfriend's cute, right? Lowe, she goes, yeah, he's totally cute. So shout out to Lowe for making things not weird because we know Lawrence talks some shit about her. But she was like, no, you know, I'm going to I'm going to play cool because I don't want Heidi to feel weird. So I give Lowe a lot of credit for that one. And then drunk Heidi Drops the bomb to Lowe. I'm assuming drunk Heidi. She tells Lowe, Spencer asked me to move in with him. And Lowe's like taken aback by it. She goes, that's a pretty big step. And then there's some random incoherent screaming. And Audrina announces that it's almost 12 o'clock. So that's the end of the conversation. That's There's no more moving in conversation. But Heidi told Lowe that. And obviously Lowe's going to tell Lauren. She knows that. As they're prepping for midnight, Spencer gives Lauren a sparkler as a peace offering. Lauren thanks him and takes it. And then it's three minutes until midnight and they all light their sparklers at the table. And honestly, that would stress me out. I mean, I'd still do it because I don't want to be the lame person with no sparkler. But I, it would stress me out a lot. Like the thought of having open flames like that in a club. And I know sparklers not like crazy, but even like 4th of July, I feel like I'm a little bitch about them. I'm like, no, I don't want to hold one. And then I see everyone holding one. And I'm like, okay, I want to do the Disney Channel thing with mine. <laughs> I'm very difficult. But now we start the countdown. We start it from, you know, five, four, three, two, one. And Lauren kisses Derek. And then Audrina kisses Lauren. She like grabs Lauren's face and kisses her right on the lips. Those are the only two kisses we see. They all cheers. And Heidi just seems unhappy. But we notice that Lauren doesn't even really talk to Heidi. Lauren's very much in her zone with her tall Derek. I Googled it. Derek is very tall. He's six foot five. Climb him like a tree. But Heidi and Spencer leave. Actually, it starts like this, okay? This is where the drama starts. Basically, everyone's leaving together, and Heidi and Spencer are kind of in the back. So Lauren, not Natasha, I forget her name, Jilly, Lo, and Derek and Audrina all get into the limo, and no one says goodbye to Heidi and Spencer. So Heidi and Spencer just kind of like veer off and Spencer makes it a point to mention Lauren and I am going to play that clip right now. I like how they just leave you and don't even say goodbye. Great friends, right? Your best friend. Just, did I, was there a goodbye, Heidi? I didn't say goodbye, Heidi. Maybe. Oh, oh, 
little reality check for you. Mm-hmm. Who am I? I'm Lauren. Why can't I say hi to you? That's your vibe. I'm just saying that's the reality. It's a reality please check. Please let me and stop, You know, I do give Heidi credit because she never bashes Lauren on screen. You know, she'll talk about how she feels like Lauren is making things unfair, but Spencer's straight up bashing Lauren and she's kind of like, stop, like, stop, 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 stop. Now we're at Bolt House. We haven't been at Bolt House in a while and Heidi and Elodie are stuffing envelopes. Heidi asks Elodie how her New Year's went and Elodie's like, it was fine, I worked. And then Heidi says she's upset that Lauren and Ardrina were hanging out more. When she tried to make like an effort, she's like, I tried to make an effort to be there. But the whole time it was just about Lauren and Audrina. Nobody really talked to me. And what does Elodie say? Elodie, I actually laughed out loud when she said this. She goes, well, they probably didn't want Spencer there. And like Heidi just stares at her. We love an honest queen. Elodie's great. And I know that she does not like the way she was portrayed. Let me tell you something, Elodie. You have a place in my heart that not many people can have. And then Heidi says that Spencer asked her to move in. And Elodie's shocked. Heidi says she does want to move in because she's never been so in love. She said that a lot. She's like, I've never loved somebody as much as I love Spencer. And when she talks in like that lower voice, you know, she's trying to be real serious. And then Heidi's like, or Elodie was like, well, what does Lauren feel? How does Lauren feel about this? And Heidi's like, I haven't told her yet. And Elodie reminds Heidi that she's still really young and not to just move in with a guy right away because she thinks it's the right thing to do. She's like, you're still really young. You have a lot of life to live. Elodie's basically like, please don't do this, Heidi. Now we're having coffee at Kelly's with Lauren and Whitney. That's the coffee place. They're not at my house. I'm sorry. But of course, first words out of Whitney's mouth. What do you think the first words are? I'll give you one second to guess. How was your New Year's? <laughs> Whitney's role is just to ask those kind of questions. So we start off the episode asking for with her asking what their plans were. And now she's like, what what did you do? So Lauren says that she had a date that and that's all she needed. She's like, I had a date. It's nothing more than that. It's just a little fling. And she's happy good friends came up. And Lauren says she only saw Heidi for like two minutes which sounds different than Heidi's version of events where Lauren ignored her all night. So both Whitney and Lauren are surprised they've lasted this long. And by they, I mean Spidey. Lauren says she's glad people who really have been there for her were there. She kind of looks at Whitney. She's like, I really wish you were there too, though. Like she's not trying. She's like, oh, shit, I left her out. (laughs) I didn't invite her, but she means a lot to me. And know what Whitney says with all her wisdom? We're all trying to find out who our true friends are. And that's still true. Luckily, I have a lot of like really solid friendships, but sometimes they even change. Like I've been friends with someone for a really long time and we kind of went through something and now it's not the same. And it's like, well, shit, were you ever like my real friend? Let's not get into that. We're not going to talk about that one, though. (laughs) I tell you guys a lot, but that one I'm like holding a little bit closer than most. And that's the end of that conversation. But Heidi and Spencer have a dinner date because, again, that's what they do. And Heidi has downed her martini. They like sit down and she finishes it. They do a cheers, but her glass is empty. And Spencer starts saying that Heidi has baggage. So I'm going to play that audio now. It might be a little louder because it's in a restaurant. So I just want to give you that heads up. Cheers, I love you more. I do, I really do. Yeah, you really do. Heidi, I deal with all your crazy friends, all your drama. I deal with all that for you. Heidi's the one with all the baggage. You know what? I don't have baggage. You have... I've been thinking a lot, and 
now, you think? Yeah. Yeah? You are choosing to live with somebody that abandons you out in front of clubs. So watching this, is that's like emotional abuse maybe? I feel like it is. I don't know because like I know that I really dislike Spencer so sometimes it's hard for me to like be like, oh, that's, he's just joking. But that's not joking and I feel like he if you keep repeating that in someone's ear, that's not good. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Tell me on the Laguna Biatch's Facebook page. Tell me if I'm being crazy or if Spencer's being crazy. So Heidi ends up saying she wants Lauren to like loosen the reins a little bit right after that video uh, audio clip. She's like, you know, I really wish Lauren would just loosen the reins and kind of let me do some stuff. And then she quickly says like, Jason and Lauren moved in together for a summer and I didn't care. And Spencer's like excited. He's like, how are you going to break the news to Lauren? And there's no... No, like, response from Heidi. So now we're at a low and LC dinner, and we've we've missed these two. We've missed these two buddies. Come on. We, nobody was, like, excited to see Lauren and Heidi when this uh, series started. I was always like, why isn't it low? Why is it this random girl from Colorado? Why isn't it low? But they're having sushi, of course, and Lo gets ginger juice up her nose. And she's like, oh, my God, it's burning my brain. Very funny moment. But Lo is happy to be back in L.A., and... Lauren quickly goes, she's like, I heard Jem was going to go to area, but decided not to go. She bought a ticket and everything. She's like, who's she hang out with now? And Lo just kind of shrugs her shoulders. She's like, I don't know. She's probably at USC or whatever. And Lauren's like, she's probably like, I have no more relationships to destroy. So Lauren is hating on Bunny hard. And then Lauren quickly says, I'd rather have a few real friends than many fake friends. And then Lo drops the bomb. You know what the bomb is? Get ready. Audio clip coming. At the end of that conversation, Lauren just goes, are you done? And then Lo goes, awkward. Do you guys remember? I really don't say that anymore. Used to do something and you'd be like, awkward. And I remember one time I made my status. It was like that awkward moment where the awkward thing isn't actually awkward at all. Such sass. I've always been such a sasshole. But yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Sad music's playing. And we know there's about to be some big drama. And I kind of wonder, like, is Lauren that good of an actress or is that truly a surprise? I genuinely think it's a surprise. I think Lauren was kept in the dark about a lot of things, even if other cast members were aware of it. In production, was probably like, low, wait until you go to dinner or something like that. Because Lauren, if as I said, if Lauren didn't know half this shit, she deserves an Oscar. I know they don't give Oscars away to TV, television actresses, but she deserves one for sure. But that is it. That is the episode. It ends on a really rough note, and it's just going to get even rougher for our Heidi and Lauren fans. So I kind of teased this on my story on Friday or Thursday, I think. But Tim and I have kind of had a big head-to-head. And not a big head-to-head because neither of us are mature enough to, like, talk to one another really about shit. So I will admit I am immature about this, okay? I'll admit that I haven't been the most mature, but he's being a fucking child and I'm about to tell you why. I feel like I haven't really talked much about him as of late, or maybe I have, whatever, but if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that he takes up a lot of free rent in my mind at times. Sometimes it all just hits me at once and other times I can just kind of like forget about him, 
but it's hard it's really hard to explain and it sucks because he sits so close to me at work I feel like if we sat on opposite ends of the office we'd be way better I'd be way better at least I'll start off by saying this I didn't invite him to the live podcast because he would throw me off I did send out a few an email to like a few people that I wanted to come a couple co-workers and someone asked him if he was going and he quickly said I don't think my girlfriend would like that which I was kind of like, oh, I didn't know me and your girlfriend had any issues like that, but I'm assuming he spun some crazy story. Or, I mean, I do have a little segment about him in my podcast, so maybe that's why she doesn't like me. But I met her that one night. Remember, I told you guys about that one night, and we got along fine. It's not her I dislike, it's him. But Callie and I were actually uh, talking about this before she moved, and I kind of told her that, and she's like, you know what he probably says? He's probably like, She moved into my apartment complex because she likes me. She always hit me up to go to the pool because she likes me. I mean, he's the one who told me like, hey, it's pretty affordable here. You should move here. And it would be fun to hang out at the pool in the summer. And I'm like, cool. Anyway, issue with Tim is is that he's like very likable. People always say at work he's the nicest guy. And I'm an easy villain because I can be a bitch. Like I have no issue speaking my mind. So if he wants to be like, Kelly's a bitch and she's jealous and all this, people could be like, okay, she's jealous. I get that. Whereas I'm more like just real and I feel like for a lot of people I'm a lot like, I'm not going to say mean because I don't think I'm a mean person, but kind of more closed off when you first meet me. It takes a while for me to warm up to some people, that's all. But anyway, this Thursday I was in the break room talking to someone and Tim walked in and he still isn't talking to me so he's weird but again he's trying to act like friend like this friendly awesome guy he's like talking to the girl I'm talking to and I'm like excuse me this is like a conversation and you're not talking to me and she knows that so I don't know if he's aware that like a lot of the office knows about this so surprise but he starts getting really awkward and I brought up something I want to be involved in and it's kickball I know that sounds childish but at work kickball is a lot of fun a good group of people do it and I'm basically friends with everyone who does it but the issue is Tim runs the team Anyway, I said, I really want to join kickball with you guys this season. And he did a really weird laugh, then walked away. But the girl was like, yeah, definitely. We need more people. So Tim ends up like moving into the doorway. So I wasn't even in his line of view. He's like leaning in the doorway, not even. So he can't even see me. And I'm like, what is happening? This is wild. I'm like, be a fucking adult. I'm trying to join a kickball team. So the girl I was talking with and Tim talked a bit more and he goes back to his desk and I did the same thing. And then I get an IM from the girl that I was talking to in the break room and she goes, Tim sent out an email about kickball and kept you off of it again. I was like, that motherfucker. I was so mad. I felt like Gigi, like Gigi in Love is Blind always goes, you motherfucker. That's exactly how I felt. And like, I don't know what I did that was so horrendous that he can't even look at me. Like he can't even have a little conversation with me. Did I talk some shit? Sure. Did he talk some shit? Yeah, he did too. So whatever, I'm over it. I just want to play kickball. And I was talking to Callie about it and she's like, he'll probably say it's because you left him off the podcast email. But end of the day, if he expressed interest and if he was like, I want to go, I would have sent him the link. And do I want him to go? Absolutely not. But a lot of our mutual work friends are going. So obviously I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm not going to not, I don't know. If he expressed interest in going, I would have made sure he had a link. But he's out there telling everyone I ignore him, all this stuff, because he doesn't want people to know he's a huge douchebag. And thank you for letting me get all this off my chest. I understand that I could try and talk to him, but I don't think he's mature enough for that. I don't think there's a point in talking to him about that. Thank you. (laughs) It's a Dear Diary entry if I've ever heard one. 
So this past Friday, something happened and it was very bizarre. So I went to my friend's birthday party and we just all hung out and her friend was there and I thought him and I were like kind of hitting it off. We were vibing. Uh, Boy, was I wrong. So we started at one bar and then we went to another bar and that's where it turned. He asked me about one of my friends who was there earlier in the night and he's like, she's really pretty. And I'm like, yeah, she's beautiful. And he goes, does she have a personality though? And I was like, yeah, she has a great personality. Like she's really cool. And (laughs) this asshole goes, yeah, usually beautiful people don't like need a personality because they, they can get away with their looks. But I mean, someone like you, you're like a solid two with a personality of a 10. When I tell you my jaw hit the bar, I just looked at him and go, who the fuck let you talk to women that way? Like taught you that that's okay. And he goes, oh no, I don't mean any, I don't mean any offense. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just telling you that like 99.9% of people have someone else out there. I'm just not that guy for you. And I just kind of looked at him. I'm like, who said I wanted you to be that guy? And he goes, all I'm saying is end of the night. We're not going home together. (laughs) What the fuck? Can we all just stop like rating people on a number scale? Let's 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 cut that shit out. I just I'm not at first I was, when I went home like when I was home Friday I was like kind of upset about it but now that it's Sunday and I have a clearer mind I'm just kind of like what the fuck where did that even come from? Like oh my god, just a weird thing. My life has a lot of weird moments and that was definitely a weird moment. All right, let's talk about some pop culture now, shall we? Now that I have like all my personal shit out there. <laughs> this past week Jersey Shore premiered and I have to say it. I have to say it. I'm kind of over Jersey Shore. I don't know why they feel like they need to like keep bringing it back, but I think it's time to stop shooting. I do think that this, I hope this season's the last season of the reunion, um, whatever, family vacation. Just let it die out. Everybody's going to have spinoff shows. They'll all be fine. I mean, it's like, we get it. Angelina wants Vinny, blah, blah, blah. Jay Wow is a bad bitch and is going to fight an ice cream man, blah, blah, blah. Snooki loves to get wasted and has a good time and Polly D loves to yell his jokes I don't know usually I mean I have liked the seasons that have come up for the reunion but I just can't get into it like this first episode I was like wow I'm really annoyed with them and maybe it's because I've been on a love is blind binge kick but I don't know I just I hope that after this season it's over I'm gonna say this though I do think Polly and Angelina have hooked up. I have zero evidence to support this, but I swear something has gone on between the two of them. Like, there's, um, in this past episode, there was a moment in the strip club, and, like, she's standing real close to Polly, and I think Polly has his hand around her waist. Not sure if I'm right, but that's just, that's just something that's always in the back of my head. I feel like Polly's very, very flirtatious towards Angelina, I want you guys to keep an eye out if you watch that show. A few people asked me how I feel about Vanderpump Rules. If you don't know or don't watch the show, there was just like an episode where Brittany and Jax found out that their pastor said a whole bunch of horrible, homophobic, transphobic things. And they kind of like made it out that it wasn't a big deal. And then Tom Sandoval was like, why didn't you guys do something sooner? And everyone's kind of like, Tom, don't act like you're better than everyone, blah, 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 blah. I really don't have any thoughts on it. I don't think Jax and Brittany are good people. And I know that Brittany has everybody fooled with her little Kentucky accent. But I'm also kind of like, you married Jax Taylor. You're not a great person. I mean, he's a shit human. He's not a great human. And I feel like your significant other says a lot about you. Who you associate yourself with says a lot about you. I'll say it that way, I guess. But then there was just a picture that was came out about like her being in a bar fight. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me she's from I feel like her whole thing is mostly an act I'm sure she's like not a terrible terrible human 
but you married Jax. And I feel like it's kind of crazy. So I have never liked James Kennedy. And she made me like James Kennedy because of how much I disliked her this past reunion. It's kind of like you act what in like Mean Girls, you know, and she's like, you act like I lived in Africa with all the monkeys when really you're a bitch, Katie. <laughs> That's how I feel about Britney. I don't know if you guys watch it. This season's getting pretty rough. I was trying to have low expectations, go into it low expectations, but it's rough season. This past weekend, I did watch the Pete Davidson stand up on Netflix and I didn't think it was bad. A lot of people were saying it was cringy. There were some like cringe moments. He says, you know, and yeah, a lot. Or he says, right. So I guess I say right a lot in my podcast, but he, um, he'll be like, you know, right, you know, right, you know. I didn't think it was that bad. There were some moments that I didn't like enjoy, but that's any stand-up. I feel like stand-up just kind of gets stale sometimes in the middle and then it, it, get, it builds and ends really well. And then somebody suggested to listen to his interview with Charlemagne, which is on YouTube. It's an hour long and it's really, really good. Like I, I'm not a huge Pete Davidson fan in general, I do think he got the kind of shit end of the stick after him and Ariana Grande broke up. But I I really liked that conversation that he had with Charlemagne. I suggest you watch it. It's an hour long, so maybe like put your headphones in and listen to it. But it's really good. And yeah, somebody did ask me what my dream reality TV crossover event would be. And it was actually like super difficult for me to think about. I love the challenge, which is real world and like every other show that MTV has in the UK at the moment. But I kept thinking about it and I would have loved to see like the hills, but make it the real world, if that makes sense. I want them all to live in the same house. Let's see that madness. I feel like I would have liked Gossip Girl and the OC crossover, but I know that's not reality TV. I would have loved to see Summer and Blair go back and forth, but let's be clear, Blair would win. I would love to see Ryan like punch Chuck in the face And then I'd love to see Serena and Marissa be problematic and cry about their rich people problems. Seth and Nate probably wouldn't get along, but I guess Seth and Dan would get along. They could get along just fine. Yeah, I think I would have liked to see that kind of crossover. And I'm trying to think of more, but maybe like early seasons of Vanderpump Rules go out with early seasons of Jersey Shore. That would be a chaotic mess, but I would love that. And I don't watch a ton of reality TV. I'm trying to watch more so I can see what everyone DMs me about. I promise you I'm trying. Like Callie watched The Circle on Netflix and she's like, you could win The Circle. You need to watch that. You need to be on The Circle. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't know, maybe. I am putting a lot of time into the live podcast though. I want that to be like incredible so I can kind of maybe go on some kind of like little tour kind of tough with a full-time job. I don't know how to even make a shift to make this my full-time job, but it'll be a lot more podcasts because a lot of people will say like, we want you to do more One Tree Hill. We want you to do the OC. It's like, I would love that. I want to do a whole episode based on One Tree Hill. I would love that, but I just don't have time right now. Hopefully work will settle down a little bit and I'll be able to do that. I was um, talking to somebody about my podcast and I'm like, I don't know how to make it like grow a lot more because I am getting new listeners every month, but sometimes they fall off. A lot of you guys have stuck around though. So thank you so much for sticking around for as long as you have. And she mentioned guests. And I don't think I've ever really talked about this. The, The one thing that I really wanted, obviously this podcast started, my whole page and everything started with me hiding behind Laguna Beach and Hills people kind of being more anonymous. Obviously, it it ramped up a little more when I moved to Nashville and started doing live. But I feel like this is very much me. This podcast has been very much mine. 
And I don't want to lose that. I don't know if that even makes sense, but it's like I haven't had many guests because I've had to hide behind the cast for so long. And now this is something that I put together, even though it is based off what they did so many years ago. I really hope that makes sense. There's a lot of there's a lot of different feelings. And I follow this girl, Lauren Lippman. She does a lot of Taylor Swift things and she put up this video about how she felt like Taylor Swift was like, she loves Taylor Swift, but it was taking over her life too much. And that's what I've kind of talked about with Laguna in the Hills. That's why I'm glad I do more pop culture stuff on the podcast. That's why I do more um, like memes of different shows. But Lauren, um, I almost said, but Lauren, I guess Lauren Conrad, but Laguna in the Hills will always be my comfort zone. And I just, I'm trying to make it my own. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling, saying words. But yeah, um, somebody in the Facebook group brought up my job hunt and I'm sticking it. I'm doing my best. It's it's really hard when you, you know, I live so far away from my family and best, best friends. It's kind of like shit. I spend so much time at work and I hate every second of it. Maybe not every second. I hate like most seconds of it. I won't say every second because I do work with some really great people that make my life great. Like I love a lot of the people I work with. Some of them I don't. And unfortunately, the ones who I don't seem to affect me more. And that, I'm that way with anything, though. It's hard for me to kind of take a step back and accept the positive things. I'm more so like, oh, well, I could do this better. I could do that better, blah, blah, blah. But we're all just in this world trying our best. Oh, quick before I forget, I get asked a lot about Nashville. A lot like, where should I go? What should I do? And I have to be honest, I don't really do things that are expensive. Like Shannon put together this whole tutorial. It's on her page. And a lot of the places that she listed for like food, I don't go there because it's really expensive. Like Restoration Hardware, it's like 15 bucks for a burger. And um, it's great food. Like they have a lobster roll that I really like. It's $18 though. And I don't really have money like that. So let me tell you the cheap way (laughs) to go about Nashville. I don't know where to stay. Get an Airbnb, I'm going to assume, or if you can, stay in the Vanderbilt Midtown area. Tavern. I love Tavern. It's a little bit expensive, but it's totally worth it. For brunch, a lot of people go to like Hampton Social. A lot of people go to the ta- go to Tavern, actually. Go to Dogwood or Live Oak. A lot of people will tell you go to Hopsmith. Hopsmith will screw you over and give you in like, they charge a tip So your bill, you're kind of like, oh, what? And they don't tell you that they charge a tip. So you're about to spend like $40 in just tips alone. Expensive. Live Oak, two-for-one bottles. Dogwood, you can get a huge mimosa that has a whole bottle of champagne in it. I'm trying to think of other places. I usually stay on Demumbrian or Midtown because drinks are a little bit cheaper than they are on Broadway. Also, if you're on Broadway, don't keep your phone in your back pocket. I know that's where I keep my phone a lot. Actually, anywhere in Nashville. Your phone will get stolen, um, especially if you're at Jason Aldean's, FGL House, Luke Bryan's Bar, um, Crazy Town. I've heard of phones getting stolen. My hairdresser used to work at Crazy Town, and she said one night they got like 30 to 40 people got their phone stolen. Keep your phone in your hand or in your purse and keep your purse like in front of you if you can. Um, don't go down 2nd Ave alone at night because I have heard really, I mean, I used to do that. Really unsafe. Don't do that. Um, my friend was walking and she saw this girl get like thrown to the ground and 
she ran over and acted like she knew the girl and the guys ended up pushing my friend and like throwing this girl in the back of this white SUV. Luckily, somehow there were cops right around the corner and they ended up pulling the car over and it was some like sex trafficking thing. So second Ave where Hooters ends, don't continue to go up that that street. I'm trying to think of other things that I could tell you. Um, when you Before you get in a lift, check the license plate. If you can go to a show at Bridgestone, it's a really cool experience. It's one of my favorite arenas I've ever been to. You'll see live music everywhere. I'm trying to think. Um, I would say the expensive place that I like is L.A. Jackson Rooftop. You get a really cool view, but it gets really, really crowded. Say check out Rare Bird. I would say check out Up. It's another nice rooftop um, bar. There's a hidden bar at the Noel Hotel, which is really cool. You basically walk in, go to the left, go to the left again, and it's through a storage closet. It's a pretty small bar, but it's a cool experience. And yeah, so I love Tin Roof on Demumbrian. That's one of Shannon's favorite places too. Doghouse is a lot of fun. I don't really like go on Broadway that much because I live here, I guess. But when I do go to Broadway, I like Tin Roof on Broadway. I like uh, Nashville Underground. I will, I won't go to FGL. I almost just said I'll go there. I mean, my dad and I went there for dinner, so like, They have good food, but I wouldn't go there at night. It always smells like a hint of vomit. So try. I'm just not into that. I'm also older. So like maybe if I was 21, I'd love it, but not at 28. Whiskey Rose, cool. I think it's a little overrated, but it's cool enough. A lot of steps, a lot of steps at Whiskey Row, especially if you want to get to the rooftop. There is no elevator. So yeah, those are my Nashville tips. I hope they help a little bit. Everything's really spread out too. A lot of people end up only going to um, to like, what, the Wings in the Gulch, 12 South, go to Bar Taco. I'm going to say go to Taqueria del Sol over Bar Taco. They have way better food in my opinion. Draper James is in 12 South. Um, I love to drive up and down Music Row. That's where Demumbrian and Midtown is, but that's where all the... Record labels are, and hopefully one day I can end up working at one of those. But yeah, I hope those Nashville tips kind of helped you. I just kind of rambled a bunch of stuff. But if you are in Nashville, please hold on to your phone. Don't, don't like, keep it in your back pocket. Make sure you have your purse, like, on, in the front of you, because people will just steal your shit, and you don't want that to happen to you. But I hope to see you at the Nashville show, April 25th. <laughs> the Hills Season 2 is filming. I don't know why they're doing a Season 2. We already know how fake that show is, but Cedric will be making an appearance probably. Um, I don't know. I'm just not excited about the Hills reboot. Really don't want to watch it. (laughs) And someone's like, why don't they have you on staff? I'm like, because I say shit like that. But yeah, they're like, no, we're all still friends. We're all hanging out. So can't wait to see what kind of fake ass drama they stir up this season. I also have to say I kind of liked this last episode of Very Cavallari. Um, I liked when Jay dropped his phone in the water and everyone was flipping out and he's like, whatever. The fact Kristen was like, I'd have to get blackout drunk if I dropped my phone in the water. I felt that. I would probably go home. Justin was like, I'll just go home. It is pretty boring of a show, but I liked those moments. I thought they were fun and more organic. Like, drunk Kristen will let loose and I like that. I think it's weird how all of a sudden Britney's not working as hard as she's supposed to. I'm kind of like, we've seen this happen, and honestly, by next season, what if Britney's fired? Britney is the sole survivor of season one, and that bitch is about to get fired. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> Poor Britney. That's the last thing she needs. 
It's really weird. It seems like a lot of people are torn whether they like Britney or dislike Britney. I don't I don't dislike Britney. I mean, I think that she gets a lot of pressure put on her and that's not that's not like a healthy work environment. So I'm not going to say I dislike Britney. So yeah, I imagine she's going to be fired by next season and next season Kristen will not show the company at all. Because it ha- I'm pretty sure it's been picked up for season four. I'm like 99.9% sure it has been. So yeah, that's that's my very Cavallari thoughts. Scooter and Justin, I like them a lot. I just think this whole like settling down storyline is getting super played out and I'm kind of over it. It's almost as annoying as the Kelly storyline at this point. But please be sure to subscribe, rate, comment, tell your friends to listen. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Tell your moms to listen. If you're bringing your mom to the live show, please let her know that I do cuss and Jemmy is going to swear a lot more than I do. But I hope you guys have an awesome week. Let's get through this. We can do it. Let's try and have a positive headspace. This is me simply talking to myself. (laughs) But seriously, hope you guys have an awesome week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye.